You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Hi, and welcome back to your bi-weekly dose of sex education here on the Salty Sex Cast. I'm your host, Mariah, and I have a new friend I'm excited to introduce you all to. This is Brianna Rader, and she is a relationship educator and sex tech creator of Slutbots. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so um, sex tech is already fun to say. You know, there's so many things that are sex tech related and everything, but specifically, this one is something that I think is marketable to almost everyone, right? Oh yeah. I mean, anyone who wants to engage in like a fun erotic fantasy and is interested in maybe learning about sexting or likes erotica would be interested in Slutbot. Awesome. So I'm excited to deep dive into what Slutbot, Slutbot is. But um, let's hear a little bit about you and your background and how this came to be. Yeah. Well, first of all, Slutbot is a bot you sext with. So it's one-on-one. It's all over text message. You don't have to download anything. And Slutbot is a role model for healthy sexual communication, but it's fun and erotic. And so Slutbot guides you through these basically interactive, sexy adventures all over text. And the reason I created this was because I grew up in Tennessee and I had a pretty conservative upbringing. It was an abstinence only environment for education and I identify as queer. And so I felt like I questioned a little bit more than my peers about the information or lack of information we were given. And so I got to college, I went to the University of Tennessee It was a public university. Most of the students came from similar backgrounds. And I realized while in college, it's a huge issue. So I actually founded a local nonprofit to provide sex education to college students. And it was inclusive. It was pleasure focused, consent, communication. But given the political environment, it actually was really controversial. So the state got involved. They legally condemned the organization and myself through the state house and Senate. They defunded our organization. I had to privately fundraise all the money back. So it was this insane experience. It became like super sensationalized in the media. And so in short, that experience confirmed for me how important these topics are but also how difficult it is, especially in public forums with school systems and parents and things like that. And so that all led me to grad school and I studied public health. I worked in sexual health research. I worked in HIV research, but quickly realized the private sector was a better route for me. And that's how Slutbot came about. We actually started the company originally as a coaching business, one-on-one sex coaching. And what I realized is regardless of people's individual issues with sex, at the end of the day, everyone's issue is truly just communication. People (laughs) don't know how to communicate on sex. And so that's what Slutbot's meant to address. 
That is so cool. I love the story and um, yeah, right up my alley on, on coaching and, and public health and education and everything. So definitely relate to that massive, massive gap and all of that red tape you have to go through in order to teach folks on such a huge part of the human experience, which is sex and sexuality. I love that you touched on it. Almost all can be narrowed down to communication. Um, everything, you know, we're afraid to communicate our feelings. Uh, we don't know how to communicate boundaries or accept others boundaries and listen to that. Um, so I love that there is a service out there that is safe and probably, um, less embarrassing than trying to, you know, explore this on your own without this type of service, right? Because everyone's afraid of, of getting shot down or made fun of or, or whatever it is. So, so right. tell me more about, yeah, what were you going to say? Well, sex is inherently private. It's one of the only things that we don't have role models for growing up. We have role models on basically any other topic, whether it be like cooking or finances or algebra, but we don't learn these ins and outs of sex. And unfortunately, I believe our country's largest sex educator is Pornhub. And so in order to educate people, I believe we actually have to compete with that. And that's why it's so important that it's fun and erotic first and educational second, because we want people coming back and having a fun time. There's not that many adults out there who are going to, you know, download or sign up for a some class that's like, learn how to communicate. Like that sounds so lame. So we let Slutbot do the heavy lifting through, through its like fun personality. Right. I mean, even the name of it, right. It's like, okay, what is this? Tell me more. Um, <laughs> and, and I saw the same gap too. And that's why, you know, we have a lot of fun on the podcast and we make it entertaining because for me to just say, Hey, this is how you communicate. This isn't how you communicate. This is how you say this, or this is what this is could be pretty lame. Um, and we wouldn't have folks returning as much as we do, but, um, so tell me exactly what slot bot is. So I am texting in and what am I expecting when I text in to this? Yeah. Computer all you algorithm, yeah. what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is, uh, go to a website and enter your phone number and then the bot will text you. And the bot is made by us. So what happens is I come up with a theme for a story. So the theme could be something like uh, role play. And then the fantasy could be like a doctor patient fantasy role play. And we come up with the theme and the outline and then we pass it off to our erotic fiction writer, Allison. And Allison writes the full story and narrates it. Then we hand off that story to our engineers and our engineers build natural language understanding into the story. So there's a component of AI. So basically the Slutbot could say something like, I'm ready to give you the full exam. Do you want me to go slow or fast? And then you could say something like, I want you to stay at this pace. And the bot will actually understand what you're saying. So obviously a human would understand that, but to get a bot to understand 
that. And actually you didn't use one of the keywords. You didn't say slow. You didn't say fast. You said stay at the same pace. So we do a lot of coding so that the bot can understand that. But it's important to keep in mind that it's not free form AI. So a free form AI bot would not really have writers involved and the bot would be creating its own content. So when it comes to a question in the story, we've probably written like, you know, 10 plus responses and it'll serve up the right one at the right time. But it's important that it's not free form AI because if you let free form AI loose, you could end up with something that's like sexist or racist because it learns off of human behavior. So if users write to us something really problematic, we actually redirect and we address that. We don't just play along like a like an algorithm might. Um, but that's how that's what the work that goes into the story. So basically, it's it's very much similar to like reading erotica online, like at a uh, literotica.com or something like that. But the major difference is it's first person. So it's yeah. from your point of view. So it's like you and Slutbot are, are lovers. And um, how cool is Allison's job? Like how many people want that job, right? <laughs> to, to write these stories and everything. That's really, really neat. And um, makes me think of those children books, like choose your own ending where it would like stop and be like, do they take yeah. the path or do they go home? You know? And so it's just the same exactly. thing except the fun adult version, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes our stories are a little bit more realistic, like you and Slutbot go on a camping trip over the weekend and you guys can go on a magical hike and you find like a waterfall and you go skinny dipping and things like that. Or we also have like more of these fantasy-based stories like the doctor patient one I mentioned, or even more fantasy, like you enter a magical portal and you meet these fairies and things like that. So we do all over the map, different content for different types of interests. And then another thing to mention is that Slutbot actually is for all genders. So Slutbot can be a man or a woman or non-binary. Uh, you actually get to pick all of that when you sign up. That is so cool. So when you're signing up, um, can you change? Can you change the gender? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Cool. So if you use Slutbot for yeah, if you yesterday you were a man, today you can be a woman. And we actually see a fair amount of our users switch the genders around because it's fun, not only because maybe these users are bisexual, but also because it's fun to see, like maybe let's say you're a man, maybe you want to see what the perspective is as a woman. So that when you're with your wife or your girlfriend or you're on a date, you can use some of the lines that Slutbot gave you. That is so cool. And I like, I really, really love that you said it's it's not an algorithm. So it's not like, or, or not true AI freeform is what you called mm -hmm. it um, to use all those same language um, because it can pick up those, those learnings and things. And it kind of helps uh, like when you say it corrects or shuts down or what happens if somebody goes way off? Yeah. If a user is saying something like really violent or really problematic, go. then the bot will check in and say like, I don't like that type of language. It's, it's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's try again. And then if the user were to like keep being really violent or really problematic, the bot would just stop responding. But usually we see people, you know, 
self-correct after a couple check-ins. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. If we could just have that in real life, right. On you know, boundary <laughs> setting and to respect someone's boundary and Hey, not so much. Let's try again. Yeah. Um, and, and learn from that are, are a, a way to learn that and accept that. I don't want to say necessarily denial, but correction, right. It's just not for me. Let's try again. Um, I think that's a great lesson. Too many of us haven't learned early enough and have practiced with and so that's a really awesome opportunity to correct that type of behavior. Um, so you mentioned a little bit, the formula, is that the, the story writing and, and all of that, and then getting sent to your programmers and everything, or what is the, the formula for sexting? Yeah, I have a few tips for that. So I don't know if you know the educator, Dan Savage but he actually created a, a sexting or dirty talk formula that I think applies really well to everyone who, I know a lot of people get insecure. They don't know where to start in dirty talk or sexting. So there's three ways to approach this. Basically the first one is you can explain what you are about to do. That's the first one, just explain what you're about to do. So an example of this is, I would love to kiss your neck. The second way to approach sexting is to describe what you are doing or what it feels like. So an example of this is, it feels so good how you're grabbing my hip. And then the third way to approach sexting is past tense. So describe what you just did. So an example of this is, I loved the way your legs shook under me. And that's all there is to it. Those are the three ways you can approach sexting. And I think that helps people see it as like more simple than it is and helps them figure out like where to start. The other tip for that is if you're actually texting your date and you want to, and it's not in real time, like in dirty talk, a, a good sext should have three parts. The first part is you acknowledge what the person said. So you make them feel heard whether that's in an emoji or you say that's so hot or whatever you want to say. And then the second part should be new content. So something fresh to keep the conversation going. So, you know, I loved how that felt, blah, blah, blah. And then the third piece should be a question to keep the conversation going. So it could be something like, should we do this next? Should we slow down? Should we wear this clothing? You know, anything to keep the conversation going, but that's really what makes up like a good text message for an erotic conversation. Oh, that's awesome. So again, the three parts are like confirm or validate, you know, give some type of response to what they just give you mm -hmm. Bring your own content, something new. Um, and then the question, so forward motion, what's the next step? Where are you going in the conversation? So those three pieces. Yeah, that is really exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, so some formulas that you can think of. And, and I think that's always somebody's like, what dirty talk? Like I'm having to like, think of something crazy or pull something from my imagination, which can actually bring people out of their pleasure that, cause now they have to think about, um, mm -hmm. something that they're not feeling, or they're trying to, um, get so creative that it, they've lost that moment for themselves. And so I think that sometimes, you know, if one person is requesting sexting or dirty talk, 
it can look like a lot of work on the other person. Cause they're like, I have no clue what to do. And this is no longer fun for me, but I do want to, you know, provide something that you're asking for, because again, partnership and, and that kind of thing. So it's cool to have just something so simple, um, present current mom or, you know, present past or future, very, yeah. very easily describing narrate what's going on or what you're feeling is so easy. Um, what are maybe some, some downfalls that you see or pitfalls that you see, um, in sexting or, um, when people are first starting out with that? Yeah. 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 Um, probably one of them, I mean, this depends on the seriousness of the relationship, but if you all don't know each other super well, or you haven't been like, you haven't ever sexted before, it's something new in your relationship. I think it's important to make sure you're on the same page first. So, and it's also can be like super sexy. So you could just say something like, how do you feel about sexting? Or how do you feel about receiving nudes or something like that? And then you get their buy-in first and you're going to feel more comfortable moving forward from there. I think the second pitfall I see is that people aren't very creative and don't use many details. So it's not very fun to receive a text that's going to, that says like, I will fuck you. Like, (laughs) that's like not creative, not very titillating. And also it's almost, it like escalated too much too fast. So I think it's really important to escalate with care. So start with a tone that's a little more playful or a little more sweet. And then you can tiptoe towards escalating and get to that point where it's more like super filthy, but it's going to be like more erotic if you go gradually. Right. Let's, let's look at the whole, you know, orgasm line where we're building slowly to that climax. We don't just boom, it's there. So same with sexy, tease it out a little bit and work up to it. And sometimes that teasing is the best part of it. Right. And kind of just tiptoeing is what you said. So, and use a lot of, a lot of adjectives, like how does it feel? How does it sound? How does it taste like when you're writing these messages? That's just like good writing practices, but it's definitely going to be like way more visual for the person receiving the text on the other end. Uh, And then I I have like a few other pitfalls I see. So uh, one is um, like if you want your partner to text you or maybe send you a photo or something like that, people can demand that that's what they want in their relationship but it actually is a better strategy to reveal intimate aspects about yourself first. And then that's going to build trust and set an example. And then they're going to be more likely to open up and, and share back. So um, for instance, early on in my relationship, I shared like on our second date, maybe like I want to be tied up. I'm like really in the bondage. And I think that my girlfriend at the time was like a really taken aback, but I think very quickly, like she learned like, oh, that's an interest of hers. Now I can share whatever her interest was. And I think that if I had just been like, what do you want to do? Like kept asking her questions without sharing first, we wouldn't have gotten there as fast. And then a fourth pitfall I see is a lag time. So if you're actually in a text conversation with someone, especially for sexting and erotic, 
content, people are a little more nervous, right? So let's say you're in the middle of the conversation and you have an errand to run or you have a phone call or something, you're going to be gone for a few hours. You shouldn't just let leave them hanging. You need to be transparent. So you can need to just say like, oh, I'll BRB, like be back in a few hours or something like that. Because otherwise the person on the other end is going to be thinking they said something wrong or they're spiraling. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one is around like being coy. So I think that unfortunately we learn through movies and content that it's really sexy to be coy. And I don't think this is true at all. So don't be too coy when you're texting your partner. It's okay to play it cool and hang back a little bit. But if you're hanging back and withholding feelings just to manifest mystery, uh, then it's playing games. And I think that fostering confusion is really manipulative. So it's important to uh, be really clear about your sexting um, and, and don't try to like confuse your partner. Especially over text message when you can't hear tone, can't see body language. So like face-to-face -face kind of playing coy a little bit um, can be a fun thing or, you know, it can add a little bit, but then you kind of see how the other person reacts quite quickly, but to actually take time to message and say, Hey, are you even interested? Um, that's probably not going to happen. So you playing coy is actually like shutting that down pretty quick. I would see, um, yeah. I would imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's probably, I think another hard thing is, is uh, testing the waters or checking in. So I was curious if you had even any tips for like aftercare for sexting or when do you know it's the end? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing, right. It's like, yeah, we're yeah. going to drag this on all day or, um, like, you know, we're in the middle of sexting and then something comes up and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, on your way home, can you pick up this? <laughs> like, yeah, not super fun, but it, real life, right? We're not in our little sexting bubbles all the time. So, well, there's different. I, I think it depends on your use case. So, if you're like married and you're apart for the work day and you just want to like get a little excitement going before you get home, like, I can't wait to see you later. Like, what do you want to do when I get home? Like, those kinds of things. I think it's meant to be more of like a short exchange to kind of lay the groundwork for later that evening. And that's the other benefit of sexting we haven't talked about is that it is just fun and erotic, but actually what you're doing is like having like a full conversation about what you like in bed and like consenting and communicating. And so if late, if earlier in the day you talk about what you want to do later that night, you're actually have like these rich sexual conversations about your desires but it's, it felt like easy and simple. It didn't feel like, oh, let's sit down and have this formal conversation. So I think that's like one way to approach sexting if it's more like short term, but maybe you and your partner actually apart, like maybe you're long distance for a couple of weeks, maybe you went, you traveled or something like that. Then I think that's more of a traditional sexting narrative, which is what you'll see in Slutbot where you start with foreplay and then it eventually like escalates to orgasm or maybe you're like 
texting and then you masturbate afterwards. But a great way to end it is to, if you're masturbating while texting or like after texting, you, you like explain that you came and like how, how good it felt. And then you can talk about like how fun it was to sex, or you could even say like one of their messages that was your favorite and, and tell them, like, I feel like that's like great aftercare when it's more of like a virtual exchange. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Tying it up, you know, Hey, this was my favorite part or I love that you told me about that, your, about yourself, you know, how fun is that to learn mm-hmm. about your partner? And, you know, just like you said, that communication, um, you know, where I'm sure you've maybe ha- saw an uptick, uh, as the, as Corona shut things down and people weren't always together, but it was probably the opposite for me and my spouse is we now both work from home and with each other all day. And I was like, I can't remember the last time I took a nudie for you. Like, that's so sad. Right. We we worked, you know, feet away from each other, but I was like, I need to find a way to talk about this stuff because I realized, um, a, a side effect or something that's kind of been changing is we haven't checked in and like, Hey, what interests you or excites you? And um, we're kind of doing our lame routine. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, what is going on? And I was like, it's because we see too much of each other. <laughs> like, we yes. Right. Each other. Right. But I think just that, or it's checking in a fun photo or something. It's like, yeah, wear that tonight or whatever it is, um, can be there. So with the shutdown and Corona and, you know, long distance things, um, how much did that change? Did you see a giant increase of folks using Slutbot at that time? <laughs> uh, we definitely saw an uptick uh, when everything first shut down. Um, but also, I think that it's maybe not as black and white. Like, regardless of coronavirus, we're all spending more and more time online, more and more time with our devices. Not all of that's a good thing, but I think especially for our demographic. So our our users definitely are like the under 40 crowd. And a lot of our users actually like in their young 20s, um, like 19, 20, 21 years old um, are our big users. And for that generation, I think the idea of like sexting is extremely, extremely like common. Like they almost view it as like a life skill. Like if they don't, if they're not good at sexting, like they can't date, like it's like super important to them. Um, So I think that's like the trend. I think coronavirus might've like sped that up or impacted it more greatly. Um, But I also just want to mention like this other (laughs) trend anyway, I think people are having like virtual erotic experiences more and more, whether it's on Tinder or whether it's like using like porn cams and like things like that. Like people are definitely using the internet to connect sexually. Right. I think that's the biggest uh, complaint of people. They're like, no one can talk face to face anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one reason I think it's so valuable that you have uh, your slot bot can model healthy communication skills, Mm -hmm. boundaries, you know, other things. Um, you know, it's a back and forth kind of thing. Um, because I think that's maybe what we're missing with a lot of that digital communication and virtual communication is it's easier to hide behind a screen or ghost somebody versus if I mess up when we're face to face and say something rude, like it's, it's, or, or, you know, just cross a boundary. Um, 
I'm right there in your face. You can tell me, Hey, but if you're trying to tell me online or something or texting, it's a little bit harder. And so we just avoid mm-hmm. that conflict and don't learn that skill as, as easily. I think we still learn it, but as easily. So I'm so happy to hear your demographic is younger because yes, yeah. let's teach those kids all, <laughs> you know, not that they're all kids, but yeah. Um, I want yeah, to hear also- more people. Yeah. Yeah. And also I feel like it's important that the content we provide is like realistic. So if we do talk about um, like female pleasure, like we're talking about the clitoris, if we're talking about anal sex, we're talking about lube. Like these are things that when you watch porn, you don't see. And I Mm -hmm. think unfortunately people assume that porn is portraying it like it should happen in real life. (laughs) And like, we do a lot of work to make sure we're not perpetuating some of those myths that you might see if you're learning a lot from porn. And that kind of leads me to my second point about what you were talking about around like getting into like a boring routine or how do you keep things like fresh if you do see your partner constantly with the work from home dynamic. So I think one of the main reasons people use Slutbot, of course, is like to have an erotic experience to, you know, get examples for how to sex. But I think the other major reason people use Slutbot is for inspiration. So we, we come up with like really fun, new novel sexual scenes, like every single week. So it's always fresh and people don't have to be personally into everything Slutbot does because it's a fantasy, (laughs) like it's not real life, but you can play through it and figure out like, I didn't really like that part, but I did, I am intrigued in this part. And I kind of want to bring this back home to my husband or wife or girlfriend and mention like, how do you feel about this? Like I texted about, you know, bondage or, or blindfolds or something like that with Slutbot. I've never done that before. Like, let's try it at home. And they can actually use the Slutbot roadmap to implement it in their real life. Because when we do talk about bondage and things like that, you know, we talk about it like realistically and safely. So. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So definitely realistic expectations using education, sneaking it in there a little bit, like, you know, it's what we love to do is slip in there. Um, but I, I also had another question. Are you, so you can sign up just one person. Can you group text the slot bot? No, that is okay. like, that's a feature that we thought about for later down the line, but we have heard about couples who both sign up for Slutbot, And then, so all of our users uh, get the same story each week. Uh, once you're done signing up. And so therefore it can kind of spark these conversations at the dinner table because maybe you and your partner both did the story that week and then you can discuss it. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, I chose this one and I said this yeah. and you did that. And that was the right. different results. That'd be fun. It's like book club. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what stood out to you? How fun. Okay. So really, really cool. And um, you know, when I first heard of Slutbot and you know, you text in and it's sexting and it texts you back. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of nerds in this back room texting me back. Like, what does this look like? You know, that's <laughs> just where my brain went to, which is actually quite entertaining as well. Uh-huh. But so it's really cool to hear it's a story, um, well thought of. Really know that you have that education piece, that communication piece. Um, 
And, you know, I think a, another hesitation that would come from someone trying out Slutbot would be the judgment. Like, oh my gosh, there's someone that's going to be reading my reply or am I going to be the weird person that says this? Or, um, is there someone reading my reply? That's going to be like, what the heck, you know? So I think that's another hesitation is, is folks worry about, um, their information being out there or used against them or anything like that. So do you have any, um, advice for anyone who'd be hesitant to use it because of those reasons? Yeah, I think one of the reasons Slutbot is safe is you don't have to be embarrassed about a bot. I mean, it's it's not a real person. So if you do feel like you said the wrong thing or you didn't even know what to say, it's okay to like make those mistakes with a bot rather than a person. So I do think that some people actually feel like they can be more open with Slutbot then maybe they could with a real person at first. And I hope that Slutbot helps that person reduce their shame so that then they can go out into the real world and, and share their desires openly and freely. But on the other end, I wanna just like clarify that when we're doing work on the product, you know, we use anonymous user IDs. We don't know who, you know, no one knows like, oh, Brianna Rader is 30 years old, lives in San Francisco and wrote this. Like, that's not how it works. So things are anonymized. We usually view things in aggregate. So we usually see like, oh, there was a bug at this spot, at this spot in the story. And like 400 people like wrote this, like, let's fix it, you know, things like that. So it's not, um, something where people are like looking into each individual's messages or anything like that. And we actually store information separately. So like if you ended up paying for something, your credit card is stored separately from like where your phone number is stored. So we do take security and all of that seriously. Yeah. Security and privacy and autonomy, all of that sounds like it's a, it's a priority for you, which is really helpful and really amazing when you are being vulnerable, right? And trying mm-hmm. to put yourself out there and learn a new skill or just have fun, you know, whatever you want to use it for. Um, are there any other reasons that folks use Slutbot besides just kind of getting used to sexting or, or for creativity or anything like that that we haven't covered already? Um, I don't think so. I mean, like people use it to get off, like they use it as their masturbation routine. Uh, to learn and to get inspiration. Uh, I think inspiration is a huge one um, because people don't, you know how like when you sit down, so it's dinner time and you're like, what am I going to cook tonight? You're like, I already made these like eight things. I'm so bored. So people turn to cookbooks or like blogs where, but we don't really have that same setup for sex. Like you can't easily like flip through a book and be like, what am I going to do with my husband tonight? And yeah, there's like, Kama Sutra and stuff like that, but it's not so detailed where you say this, you put your finger in their mouth here. Like it's like Slutbot truly presents the story as a recipe if you read it in that way and you want to implement it in your sex life. Um, I think some of the other reasons people use Slutbot are range. Uh, I think some people might use it for companionship, um, especially during coronavirus when some people are like more lonely. Um, but that pretty much like covers the reasons. I think that entertainment is like pretty broad for different, you know, intentions. 
Right. That's so cool. And fun way to think of it as that, that recipe and, you know, use it as you want to, because it's, it's not something that you have to worry about. You can use this. This is a tool. That's not a person mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. And it is completely free to sign up and use. Like we do have premium experiences that you can buy if you want, but the baseline product is always free. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what to expect as we sign up. So when you sign up, you're going to have to share your age because we are an 18 and up product. Um, And then you'll set up your gender uh, information and then you'll go through like an onboarding story that just kind of shows you how to sext and how Slutbot works. And you actually get to pick your setting. So we have three different settings. Like, do you want to take charge or do you want the bot to take charge? Or are you feeling kind of like shy and you want like a really like kind of PG rated story? So we have those like different settings. And then you go through like one whole story with Slutbot. And then from there, you're basically onboarded. And then you're going to get like the normal themed stories that we do each week. And then sometimes in different stories, you'll get to a paywall decision where there might be an opportunity to do something that you're more interested in, like something maybe that more explicit or more niche, and you could pay for that experience, or you could say no and get the free experience. Oh, that's really, really cool. So you can still um, go and explore and have all that control over what that Mm -hmm. looks like for yourself. So Um, Once you hit that paywall, um, is it a continual service or is it just pay as you're interested? I don't know how. Yeah, you just (laughs) there's there are like these micro payments. You only pay a dollar ninety nine for each time you want to explore what's behind the premium paywall. It's not a monthly thing. I don't like subscriptions, so (laughs) yeah, they're kind of tricky, right? Yeah. Um, so that's so cool. And you know, it's just like playing a game, an app on your phone, yes. right? And you're like, oh, I yeah. need more coins. Let's dollar ninety nine for my entertainment and my enjoyment. Right. So yeah, this is just very specific reason why. So, uh, especially when you think of, uh, the value it brings for yourself and, and what you're enjoying, um, too. So that's really cool just to, kind of pull back that curtain. And so I don't feel like I'm signing up for something. And then I'm like, Oh, really excited. And then, uh, I always get that whole, like, um, let down when I'm like, I have to pay, you know? So it's kind of nice to know that like, Hey, this is how we work here. Um, so then you can expect it and there's no surprises. Um, and the subscription, cause that's something I was, I was imagining with this type of service. So it's really cool that it's pick up when you're interested, put it down when you're not kind of thing. Um, uh, cause I think we need more of those, right. Just yeah, highlights yeah. autonomy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what are some, what's some feedback that you've received about Slutbot? Oh, I mean, it, I feel like it's been mostly like super positive. We've been covered in the media. We've been written about in the New York times and Mashable and Cosmo, um, and then our users are really amazing people. I, I love to do surveys and interviews with them and hear about how it's impacting their life. So I've heard stories ranging from married couples explaining that it's opened up their conversation. They've never talked about sex like this before. I've heard from women who unfortunately are victims of assault and rape 
and they feel like using Slutbot has made them feel comfortable with their sexuality again as a way to ease back into that world. I've heard people share that it makes them feel less lonely. And then I've just heard people say that like, you know, Slutbot's badass or they love Slutbot, like things like that. So it's been, it's been really nice to talk to our users. That's so awesome. So, um, great feedback. It looks like it's a really fun, I mean, just if you're bored, go have fun on this app, like, or on this, um, website. So where do they go, um, to sign up? Yeah. So to sign up, you just go to our website. The website is juiceboxit.com. So just the word juicebox and the letters it.com. And then you just enter your phone number. But if you Google the word slutbot, it'll pop up. That's awesome. And um, do you guys have social media? Do you have anything else that where people can find you, follow you, ask questions, anything like that? If you're interested in social media, you can follow me. I'm on Instagram at Brie Raider and also Twitter at Brie Raider. So just B-R-I and then my last name. Uh, we don't have social for Slutbot, and that's just because of the conservative policies of oh, like yeah. Facebook and Google. So we've actually been um, shut down. We used to have a pretty popular Instagram, and it was permanently removed. And I <laughs> think it's like bullshit, and I'm not interested in like investing in those platforms again. So we're actually going to pursue probably like Discord and Twitter instead of the traditional ones like Instagram. Ah, I love that you highlight that because that is another uphill battle that we fight as sex mm-hmm. educators and just salty sex cast in the name alone. I have to like yeah. edit it. It's so silly and we can never run ads, which not that it I is silly. Really look into it, but you know, we, we fear the wrong things and we punish the wrong people, especially yeah. those who are trying to highlight safe mm-hmm. education, um, all the good things. And that actually leaves a huge hole for not so healthy things to come in and, yeah. and be even more stealthy. And I don't like it. I just yeah. blow it open. Let's all out in the open. Let's talk about it more often, but my own opinions anyway, I can get yeah. all fired up about this <laughs> stuff, but same. Um, yeah. Anything else you want our listeners to know about you or Slotbot or any messages you want to share? I don't think so. I'll just reiterate that Slutbot's free to use. You don't have to download anything. You just enter your phone number and I hope everyone has a fun time. Thank you so much for coming on. It's really a pleasure to get to know you and hear about this really fun product. Um, I'm excited to just try it out and maybe I'll do a, a live demo or, um, you know, just talk about my experiences later, but, um, for all of you listening, you can follow the Salty Sex Cast at um, Facebook. And we are on Instagram. It's a tiny little mini Instagram because I've not given it the love it needs. And again, fear of getting shut down. But you can find us at salty.s.e.x.cast because, again, have to try to get sneaky to get us on there. And um, email us at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Also, we have our Patreon. We love our patrons. It's so great to have those support the cause and get our message out. So if you want to be a member of our Patreon community, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. You can't search for just our name because again, adult content and everyone wants to make it harder than it is. Um, We love you all and I'll see you all in two weeks.
Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.